Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from our studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, just me tonight. Aaron's uh, off doing work stuff once again. With that, uh, you know, we've always had sort of two rules on the show as far as topics. Uh, one of them was we weren't going to cover a whole lot of EDI, and the other one was we weren't going to cover storage. And tonight we're probably going to break both those rules at least a little bit um, because, you know, we're seeing so much going on in the market around hyperconvergence and software defined and, and some interesting things going on around how people are doing compute and storage and, and stuff. So um, tonight we, uh, we're going to, we're going to dig into a li- into that a little bit tonight with uh, Greg Holtzricher, um, vice president of marketing from Atlantis computing. Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. Glad to be here. And uh, apologize. I think I, I think I sort of butchered your name there, but uh, welcome, welcome to, for welcome to the show. Welcome to be on. Um, you know, I know a lot of folks know Atlantis from you guys have been in the industry for quite a while. You've done very, very well in the VDI space. But for anybody that, you know, our, our audience tends to be data center and infrastructure and cloud computing. If anybody doesn't know about you guys, give us a little bit of background on, on Atlantis and, and yourself as well, because you've been around this converged space for, for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I uh, run marketing for Atlantis and I've been on board for about five months. Um, before Atlantis, I was uh, VP of marketing for a startup called Versto Software uh, in a similar space, and we were acquired by VMware back in February. Um, also a uh, software-only approach to solving the challenge of storage and virtualized workloads. And before that, I was at VMware for almost five years um, through a, a pretty dramatic time in the company's history, 2005 uh, on, and uh, you know, sort of a, a period of hypergrowth. So when I left VMware, I was looking for uh, exciting, disruptive, innovative startups and um, was fortunate to, to land at Versto. Um, took some time off after a great exit and was looking around at the market for my next project. And I was aware of Atlantis uh, being from Versto. And when I started talking with the team, the more I dug in, the more excited I got because I think Atlantis is really one of the best kept secrets in uh, in the industry right now. Um, the, the traction that Atlantis has been able to, to generate in, you know, this small use case, which is desktop virtualization VDI, um, is pretty amazing. And the, I think the biggest surprise to me was the, uh, current server and storage vendor appetite for partnering with Atlantis. And, and I'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that we've been doing as it pertains to desktop virtualization. But one of the, the things that's been exciting is to see 100% year-on-year growth, you know, year after year now, the flywheel is really spinning. And that's because the, you know, again, 100% software solution that slots into your existing environment, you know, often gives you up to 10 times better performance and allows you to use up to 90% less storage. And also has a very interesting way of, you know, using server memory that is lying around underutilized in your data center today. And all of this has been focused just on VDI and more recently, you know, virtualized Zen app. So the big news and the big launch that we're preparing for uh, at the end of the month now is our launch into the general server workload, which has been our vision from the beginning. 
but we wanted to really solve this problem of you know very highly random IO coming off of you know a hundred desktops and a server, um, which is probably the worst you know edge case that you can solve for, and delivering some very sophisticated data services right there in the IO path. So you know hypervisor resident we uh, install as a VM, intercept all of the IO coming off of your VMs, and right there in memory are able to do uh, inline deduplication, compression, write coalescing, and you know in the BDI use case that generally gets rid of about ninety five percent of the duplicate IO before it even gets you know uh, sent down to, to storage. And, and that's really how we've changed the economics of storage in BDI, and we plan to do the same for general server workloads. Okay. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, you guys are calling that USX, Unified uh, Storage. Um, but I, I, want to, I want to step back for just a second. So you know, a couple of interesting things. One, it, it's been weird. We, we've, we've probably spoken to, gosh, I don't know, eight, ten different people from, from companies that had been at VMware at some point, and, and every one of them seems to be going into some form of, of kind of a storage type of technology. So, you know, so obviously there was, there was a bunch of folks that realized at VMware at some point, you know, there's a lot of money on the storage side, not just the, the hypervisor side. Um, but so help me understand though, I, I'm, this is what I'm trying to understand. It's, you know, for a long time it was, uh, you know, virtualization, virtualization was growing. The back end of things was sort of, you know, SAN technologies or NAS technologies. And in the last couple of years, we've got this just tremendous glut of, of companies that are, that are doing kind of interesting things, but it's really crowded, hyper-converged, software-defined, some are in-server. Uh, what, what's the, what, what tipped? What was the economics of the technology that kind of tipped in the last couple of years that, that there's such a, a huge number of companies now that are kind of trying to change what that environment looks like between storage and servers and RAM and flash and, and all that stuff? Yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, when I was at VMware, we almost never talked about storage. And I think that, you know, uh, storage is the dirty little secret of server virtualization. So, you know, the, the, the huge benefit that we've all seen of virtualizing your servers and doing server consolidation, driving up your utilization from 10 to 90% and getting a bunch of flexibility and cost savings on energy and cooling, that, that's all wonderful. But what happened is along the way, and this is you know partly uh, how VMFS, uh, you know, at, at an underlying level handles I/O poorly, I might add. Um, you know, it, you have to sacrifice capacity of your storage in order to chase performance or IOPS, and so that really you know was fantastic if you were a SAN storage vendor, and you know tip of the hat to EMC for, you know, one of the best acquisitions of last decade. Um, you know, they, the amount of storage that's been driven by server virtualization is enormous. And so I think the challenge and the realization for many data centers was, hey, my server guys are heroes and the storage folks, you know, why they keep on spending and having to, you know, acquire 40% more capacity year over year, doubling my storage every couple of years, that's going to break the bank. And so what we're seeing is a, you know, kind of a revolt and a, a, a way of looking at solving this problem in a different way that's not so inefficient. And okay. I think that it's the next kind of wave. And, and I think the VCs, 
you know, were, uh, you know, shrewd and looked at this. And that's, you know, driven upwards of $3 billion over the, ne- the last few years in, you know, storage startups. And I think that you have a, you know, a variety of approaches that challenge the status quo. Yep. Um, you know, you mentioned hyperconverged. You know, it's interesting, you know, and, and timely. Nutanix just took a $100 million round um, at a billion-dollar valuation. You know, there's Simplivity. There's uh, Nimble with a very successful IPO. Uh, pure, uh, you know, there's a thirst for a better way of getting performance and IOPS, and you know, SSD and flash looked like a, a much more efficient way of getting that performance, which you know, for the most part, is true. But it's it's still costly, and I think that there are, in my view, more elegant ways of coexisting with your existing legacy estate and doing things. 100% in software. Yep. And so I think that's kind of driving a lot of the hype around this whole software-defined, you know, fill-in-the-blank. Um, and again, I, I think that, you know, the, the VMware vision of the software-defined data center is a compelling one. Um, you know, the, we saw the benefit of server virtualization. Um, you know, I thought it was an inspired acquisition to, you know, pick up NYSERA and, and have a good story around the, the, the network virtualization and you know uh, they were looking for a uh, a story around software defined storage. I think that was in part what drove the Versto acquisition and their focus on vSAN now. Um, but I think that there's other approaches and und- and other software defined um, players that are delivering you know even more data services in the software solutions that they're creating, and Atlantis Computing is one of those. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a very very interesting space. It's storage in and of itself is interesting because you know even the largest players in EMC or somebody like that only really has thirty percent market share. So it's not like Cisco and networking or Oracle and databases. It's a very it's a very very competitive market. There's always people kind of coming along, and and uh, so it's interesting. So let's let's dive a little bit into what you guys are doing. So in the past, it was uh, you know a product that was called ILO that was very very VDI centric. What's what's new? What are you guys moving into? What's changing? Yeah, so we're adding uh, some some core functionality. Um, you know, one of the nice things about the uh, focus on on the desktop virtualization use case has been our ability to actually you know uh, have very large flagship accounts in New York. Um, the largest of which now has a hundred thousand seats deployed across eighteen global data centers running all in memory. So, you know, pretty scalable, proven technology. And so what we're doing with Atlantis USX, um, which is unified software-defined storage, is expanding on the Ilio code base and delivering some core functionality that takes your underlying, you know, underutilized resource, whether that's your existing SAN, whether it's your filers, whether it's SSD, whether it's your server, flash, or memory. And once you install this software, we basically take an inventory and create two distinct pools or abstractions. One is of memory or performance. The other is of capacity. And because of the way that we have re-architected some of our REST APIs, you're able to then provision, you know, we have a, a provisioning panel, or you can actually... Um, tie into your uh, automated provisioning 
which really delivers on this, I think, um, more stringent definition of software-defined storage. I, I think it's an exciting term, and as a result, there's a lot of marketers and a lot of storage startups that are adopting this term, but it's sort of like cloud. You know, everybody started cloud-washing their solutions 10 years ago. It's, it's very similar, and I think that the noise will start to, to settle down. Um, you know, at the end of the day, do you, you know, what, what we're trying to represent by this new category is a, a purpose-built different approach to solving the problem. It's, it's not, you know, storage virtualization from 15 years ago. It's not, you know, thin provisioning and a bunch of um, optimizations on your SAN. It's actually a bigger vision on, you know, bringing this equilibrium and fluidity and abstraction to storage that was very similar and akin to what happened when you installed ESX and and, and did your your first you know, server virtualization and, and server consolidation. Okay, so um, so help me help me a little bit. So if I'm if I'm a buyer um, and I'm and I'm not exactly sure who the buyer necessarily would be anymore. Is it is it the is it what would traditionally have been the storage team? Does it become the compute team? And then the, the sort of the second question is, you know, as, as you look out at the marketplace and there's, like you said, there's a lot of different people that are calling their offering sort of similar. Like what what's the checklist types of things that you're looking for? Is it, you know, ability to, to manage multiple types of tiers of, you know, kind of memory or storage? Is it, you know, how the code is integrated at the kernel level or application level? Like what are... What are the t- types of key checklist things that at least you know you see from customers that that go that made a difference for my application or that made it easier to manage? Yeah, so I think that to to your question about who is the buyer, um, yeah, I think it's beyond the traditional storage team. Although uh, in all of these larger, more complex deals, there's always uh, a member of the storage team that's involved in the the, the sales process, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's it's the server admin team, it's the you know, DevOps, it's the application owners that um, are looking for this benefit. And I think that, and the benefit, what I mean by that is the the, the ability to actually um, get much more out of a unit of storage and support more VMs or uh, you know quality of service for a particular application without having to procure. A particular type or class of storage. So the 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 true you know if you extend this concept of software defined storage, the software definition part of that, uh, at least at how Atlantis looks at the market, is being able to configure at the application level the you know type of performance characteristic and the type of HA and the type of capacity that is delivered at that specific application. And you do that in software, and you basically can deliver into your environment the equivalent of a nimble array or the equivalent of an all-flash array. But you don't have to bring you know, yet another uh, vendor into your environment. If you have a great relationship with NetApp, if you have a great relationship with Dell or HP or fill-in-the-blank, fantastic. You know, with, the, with an implementation that's proven of software-defined storage, you can, you know, basically install. Um, there's no, uh, you know, downtime on your servers. It's it's seamless and transparent. But what we do is then expose that underlying capacity as an Atlantis data store 
that is you know consumed natively by the VM. And so I think when you look at a checklist, um, you, you know there's there's some debate of being uh, you know at the kernel level versus implementing as a virtual storage appliance or VM. You know we we install as a VM uh, in each of the the servers, uh, but we're in the I/O path. So you know I think there's some benefits of portability there as well versus being tied to to uh, to one kernel, but you know, you can look at that level of implementation. You can look at the types of uh, of underlying uh, resources that are optimized. So, you know, there's there's some specific companies that are acting just as a cache or just as an accelerator mm-hmm. or just optimizing uh, Flash, for example. Um, Pernix is a good example of you know interesting concept just done for Flash. Right. Um, you know, I think that the the benefit that Atlantis brings, though, is, you know, hey, great, we do that too, but we also then can give you a, a much larger increase in utilization or, you know, support many more VMs on the storage that you already have, whether that's a SAN or a filer. And most interestingly, and I think, you know, what we're very excited about is this concept of um, in-memory, uh, you know, uh, DRAM and, and the way that we can leverage, you know, dim on flash and you know some of these new emerging server architectures um i mentioned you know at the outset that we have some pretty exciting uh partnerships going on with some of the leading uh innovators in the in the space ibm uh has has done some really interesting reference architectures and uh recently uh you know allowed us to uh, do some testing with usx on their latest x6 uh next generation server where there's you know almost 20 terabytes of raw flash on this server. And because of our amplification effects, we were able to basically turn that into the equivalent of 60 terabytes. Um, you know, I think it's a 60 core box, amazing amount of power where we can then install this, the Atlantis USX software, you know, on multiple of these units. And you're able to really get the, the benefit of this increased performance Without having to pay an arm and a leg. Okay, interesting. So it's it's very much a a complementary technology. It's not a, a you know some of the some of the folks out there that are say all flash storage companies and you know a pure or somebody or a, a like a Nutanix is is really looking to replace SANS or you guys are looking to sort of augment and 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 optimize just that whole sort of data management space. Correct. Yeah, you know, in fact, over the weekend, uh, we, we published our second um, reference architecture and some benchmarks with NetApp, who, uh, you know, basically has been a very strong partner, especially in the last three months, where we did some really interesting testing that I think opened their eyes on their EF540s, the Flash. And we've also been doing some testing now with FASLINE, where, you know, we're very partner-friendly. And I think one of the things that's interesting with the, the, the NetApp example, uh, on you know, several occasions now, they've taken us in to competitive deals where you know, EMC is, is really pushing the uh, Extreme I.O. line now, um, as well as some of these you know, other uh, you know, up-and-coming startups that you mentioned. And a NetApp flash array with Atlantis uh, software on top delivers you know, much better uh, performance, as well as price and functionality 
and they were able to you know maintain account control and win those deals. So I think that you're looking at some of these incumbent players and they're looking for partners that can bring innovative uh, data services in software intelligence. And I think that um, you know we chose to package and go to market in a more partner friendly way. Because you know we don't necessarily want to raise the antibodies of the EMC Salesforce. Um, you know what's this little new uh, you know Tintry uh, device or Nutanix or SimpliVity you know physical appliance that's actually getting brought into the data center. Um, much better to you know go to market with these players and add value. And you know, it's kind of a, a tip of the hat to uh, the name of the product, uh, Atlantis USX. It's really meant to evoke that same go-to-market motion and that same benefit that you saw with VMware ESX, right? It's it's that install, you know, intelligent software, drive up your utilization, get you know much better uh, return on your uh, your investment, and you know, transform an industry. And and we think that. Going to market as a software-only solution has its perils in that you know things can become a science experiment if there's too many moving parts, um, and that's one of the reasons that we've spent a lot of time as a company building these reference architectures and going to market with very credible uh, sales forces that take us into some of these large accounts. After we proved that we could do it ourselves in some of the toughest you know uh, you know financial services uh, environments uh, on Wall Street. So, you know, we made our bones on, on uh, Wall Street in the financial services on VDI. It's proven, you know, multiple uh, tens of thousands of seat deployments, you know, one 100,000-plus seat deployment, you know, the largest VDI deployment in the world. And we're now bringing that same value to hopefully transform the economics of storage in all virtualized environments. Right, right. Now, talk about, you know, you guys are going after, you're moving from, uh, you know, desktop workloads to sort of server application workloads. What what happens, um, you know, in database environments, especially as, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, Microsoft, Oracle, SAP coming out with their own sort of in-memory, uh, you know, database technologies. Does that, is that sort of exclude what you guys do? Is there a way to, to add value in those spaces? Or how, how does that kind of play out? Yeah, you know, that's a great point, especially with SAP HANA, you know, the sort of a trailblazer with the in-memory concept. And Mm -hmm. what we're seeing is, you know, there's more and more of an awareness that this architecture and uh, way of kind of leveraging um, memory is possible. Okay. So the benefit that we're seeing is, you know, just like VMware has a very large megaphone and is starting to educate the market about software-defined. Um, we think that you know big players like Hanna and Microsoft and others talking about in memory is very helpful. And one of the benefits that we bring is that if you have an application that you know a current legacy application, um, you can actually install the Atlantis software transparently, and then without rearchitecting that application, start to leverage and get the. have to go back and, and completely re-architect, um, you know, like uh, SAP did at uh, great expense in time with HANA. Um, and so we think that that opens up you know, quite a number of applications. Now, if you already have made your multi-million dollar commitment to HANA, you're probably not going to necessarily 
uh, bring Atlantis into that. But it's a huge market opportunity of, of other applications. And so, you know, we're excited with, uh, with that. Okay. So, so you guys look at it as sort of almost application agnostic, whereas, you know, an SAP is exclusive to SAP applications or something like that. So, um, you know, the, the, the potential benefit is, is, is broader than say just databases specifically. Yeah. So we bring the, the benefit of in memory computing to, you know, all applications. Okay. And yeah, it's the interesting thing. Yeah. And, and so it's interesting there because, you know, the, the other trend, as I mentioned, less, at least in the case of IBM and their X6, they're, they're starting to see uh, more and more. And this as delivering a hyper converged, uh, you know, array on this X6 with, with IBM without having to go out and procure a, a Nutanix or some Plivity. It's, it's sort of we unlock this underlying uh, resource and use it more efficiently. And I think that that's going to be an interesting trend to watch, what happens with Flash in general um, and, and the cost of memory and you know, the trade-offs that you have between those two. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, let me, let me ask you one last question and then I'll let you go because I know you're a busy man. Um, so, you know, technology aside, you know, with all of this stuff going on, convergence and software defined, and even, you know, back in the days when VMware first came out, you know, you've got organizations, IT groups who, you know, this is my stuff. This is my rack. We touched on it a little bit before when it was just VMware, it was kind of server guys disrupting server guys, you know, is, is, is virtual as good as physical. What, what do you see? What, what is the conversation that happens when the storage guys have to get involved? Cause the storage guys traditionally are sort of the, the most conservative, you know, you're talking about changing the IO path. You're talking about tiering their environment with the, like, what do those conversations tend to look like and, and how do you, you know, what barriers do you tend to find are the best ways or what's the best way to, to sort of get adoption of this type of, of, of new technology? Yeah. So I think that if we were a, a series A company looking for our new, our first uh, customer, I think that it would be pretty tough sledding. I think the value proposition is there, but, uh, but as you say, it, it's a, it's a bold claim, and you need to be able to back it up. I think the, the benefit that we have at Atlantis is the fact that we have you know over 400 customers uh, who've been working with us for years now. In fact, many of us have been, many of them have been pushing us to you know help them with other workloads. They've seen the benefit in VDI, and you know when I saw this movie before, when we started to do the same thing at, at Versto, the uh, you know the, the, the intensity and the uh, amount of investment on these other workloads, you know, be it databases or others, um, really dwarfed the intensity of, of VDI. And so the, the amount of money, you know, it's the other 90% of the virtualized workloads. And so, you know, I think the, the, the obvious first pass for us, it, for us is to go back to our uh, 400 plus install base. And that's what we're, that's what we've been doing with our beta program, getting some really exciting results. And then being able to, you know, point credibly to the experience that they've had with us in the VDI space, and now with this new Atlantis USX solution. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So it's a, it's it's more about credibility than than having to 
hopefully reorganize a people's IT organizations and, and get over fear and uncertainty. Cool. Very, very cool. Well, listen, um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we always, uh, for folks that are launching new stuff and getting into new technology space, we wish you guys the best of luck. Um, thank you for the conversation tonight. It's been uh, it's been good to sort of look at this from a bunch of different angles. What's driving it? What are the challenges? Um, if folks want to learn more, obviously, you know, we're recording this a little bit before uh, you're announcing things. But if people want to learn more, or where are they going to, you know, see Atlantis out and about in public spaces? What's uh, what's a good way for them to track you down? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll we are um, doing a lot with VMware uh, over the, the the next year, as well as um, you know, first place would be to come to AtlantisComputing.com. We have a variety of good information there, and then face to face, we'll be at a variety of the V mugs out and about. We'll be at VM World, uh, both in U.S. as well as Europe, um, and a variety of uh, some of our large uh, technology partner conferences. Um, be that you know EMC or Dell or uh, NetApp shows, so we'll, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll be around and available. Cool. And is there ways? For, will there be ways for people to sort of download it and trial it and test it, or is it is it pretty much sales engagement only? Yeah. So we do have a uh, a POC process and evaluation software. It's one of the the benefits of actually going a hundred percent software only. Um, and so, you know, on the website, there are uh, clear indications on places to uh, click and, and download and engage. Okay, very cool. Well, good. Uh, so, folks, go check them out. Um, Greg, thank you so much for being on tonight. Uh, folks, if you want to learn more about the Cloudcast, you can always go to thecloudcast.net. Um, all of our social media stuff's there. You can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcast.net. So, uh, for Greg and for Aaron, who will be back on the next show, thanks for listening and have a great night. <laughs>